This is Great Disturbances, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, hosts Rich and Paul discuss Star Wars media, no matter what form it takes. Hey, Rich. Hey, Paul. Let's talk about War of the Bounty Hunters comics. Okay. I think that sounds like a great idea. Specifically... (laughs) Let's talk about issues two and three. You mean, of you mean like the, the more re- ongoing, most recent ones? <laughs> the most recent ones oh, okay. of the ongoing, yet to be completed, War of the Bounty Hunters series. Which, as I was thinking about it, because when I read it, or as I've been reading the, the War of the Bounty Hunter stuff, mm-hmm. this, this, and I think a cup, like maybe one or two of the other things we've done, because we've also done some of the High Republic comics. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe it, it might be just between those two things where you and I do something that is incomplete. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where yeah. it's still it's ongoing. Yeah, it's still uh, every, proceeding. Basically everything else we've done on this podcast has been either either done for decades <laughs> or or done recently, but is not is not being parceled out as we speak. Right. 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 So it's for, for for this and for the High Republic stuff, which we got to get back to at some point. We should get back to that. Definitely. How far? We're probably an issue or two ready there, we, too. I think we got two or three, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're still um, doing. We should, we, should, we should do those. Definitely. The it, It's different because there's a part of their critique that that we do sort of naturally that has the ending kind of baked in right right and and you and you kind of you get your overall sense of things from well how does it wrap up and how does what's the character's journeys here and all this kind of stuff and that's like that's unfolding in front of us and we don't know how it's going to end up right well at least in in the narrow details in the larger details i mean (laughs) there are i mean this this suffers from anything that's intermediate wise which is that the stakes are always slightly lower Right. Right. Sure. Because yeah. because yeah. at the end, at the very jumping to the end, there's a bit here where it's like, oh, the Vader is telling Luke to come stop by and they're gonna have it out. Right. And that's awesome. Except we both know and everyone reading it knows that that's not not going to resolve the Vader Luke story. No, not even close. You know what I mean? Like it's not even yeah. close to resolving it. So the stakes are just like that much lower for right. anything involving characters we already know. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's the problem with prequels even too, I yeah. mean, especially prequels that handle characters that are known, you know? Yeah. Like we know that if we're watching like Black Widow is a perfect example, a perfect recent example, Black Widow, we know there was no danger for her. This took yeah. place before, before civil war and mm-hmm. she was in civil war. So she was alive. She's not going to die. Yeah. There's no real physical she's not danger. Gonna, for she's her. not going to lose a limb because nope. we saw all of her limbs. That's <laughs> right. All of her limbs were there. Yep. All accounted for all accounted for all. I, I don't know. I didn't count fingers and toes, but I mean, I suppose it's possible. She could have lost right. a toe, I mean, but you know, you know, but really what, I, what, what I, the point that you're making is, is, is tried and true i mean it's yeah. just, it just there's an inherent lack of suspense when it comes to yeah that there's yeah. an inherent like but we know how it ends we know how this relationship and we don't know how war of the bounty hunters ends but we know how right. vader's relationship ends we know how all of that goes but i think there's there's some interesting stuff 
to be found in those nooks and crannies, but I think it's going to have to be like, it has to be like other characters, which I wish they would have focused a little bit more on Boba Fett in, yeah. uh, in this, I think bringing Vader back, look, I'll be honest with you when they brought Vader back and he started, he was like, I'm bidding on, on solo. I'm thinking to myself, why you just gave him away. Yeah. If you need like, him, why didn't you? But now remember in the pre-roll, I told you about there were other issues that are, you know, the Star Wars issues and the Vader comic issues that mm-hmm. that fed into this. Yeah. And they actually explain it. One of his one of one of Palpatine's, not the Grand Vizier, but there's one of his one of his underlings, uh convinces Vader that the only way to uh, that the way to get Luke to come to him is by by using Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And she's found out. She's found out that the that the uh, Crimson Dawn has Han Solo and mm-hmm. yada yada yada. So that that kind of explains why. But if you're reading this, if you just read this miniseries and you have knowledge of Empire Strikes Back and you have knowledge of Return of the Jedi, you know that there's no reason Vader would come, right? Yeah. Unless you have this other information. So this yeah. requires you to read all those other things to be informed. It- I think it definitely does have just slightly more because we've talked about this before. These, these crossover event kind of things, they always have that winding path through like there's the, like the main thread thing. Mm -hmm. And then there's all of the regular books that tie in as you go. Right. But I think in many cases, maybe even most cases, I'm not sure the, the main thread thing, the the title that is just this story Mm -hmm. doesn't require quite as much of the thread knowledge right you know what i mean like yeah. or the or the or the like the shoot the offshoot knowledge right the offshoot yep. knowledge absolutely enriches it it mm-hmm. absolutely enriches it and then you kind of know you're like oh well, that's why the blaster is laying there or right. oh that's why that guy is over there right you, that did gives you that stuff but then there's it doesn't necessarily leave like motivational stuff to question right you know? right but I mean, whatever it's it's like I'm sure we could, if we were to think long enough, I'm sure we could find examples of crossover tie-in kinds of things that also had similar levels of you have to know things. Right. I mean, <laughs> Star Wars itself has that probably more than almost anything in terms of the the amount of stuff you have to know yeah. to get what's going on, right? Right. Like, yeah. Even kind of probably even more so than something like X-Men or Avengers or whatever. Well, the or way that they, yeah, the way that they've assembled assembled the Avengers Hey-oh. comics these days, and the I mean, any of the any of the Marvel comics is they're they're kind of self contained, right? Mm. So, like, if I pick up, you know, a specific issue of Spider Man, it it's going to be part of a five to six issue story, and you don't need to know, you know, all the history of, you yeah. know, everything that came to Spider Man or came into Spider Man comics to that point you just need to know like the little brief setup and they always have little paragraph at the beginning yeah, this is what's yeah. been going on and here we are I, I i have liked that evolution of comics because it used to be well and you know this but for for jeff right it used to be <laughs> that like they wouldn't do the paragraph or the like crawl thing mm-hmm. and instead you'd get all of the little asterisk with c issue one two seven yeah yep dash ed right you'd see you right. get all that stuff and that really got in the way sure yep and especially because too they even sometimes the way the characters said things would be contrived sure to to do that on the, to do that unraveling yeah whereas yeah. nowadays it's a little bit more like they give you the little taste of things you need to know 
as you go in. That was a, that was a that was a way that I think it was Jim Shooter, if I'm not mistaken, the editor of Marvel, was like he wants every every time somebody picks up a comic, he wants it to if it's their first comic, it's he wants them flow. to feel like they know these characters, and so like right. people like Chris Claremont, Chris Claremont was notorious for this. He would give you like. He'd always be telling you who Storm was and what her powers were, right? Yeah. Sometimes she was telling you what her powers were. Yeah. Wolverine, same thing. He's always the best there is at what he does because the best there is, bub, and I can heal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You just told me that five minutes ago in the last issue, man. Yeah. Like, I get it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they, they shorthanded it by doing the other yeah. stuff and they just assume people will know who Wolverine yeah. is and what he does, you know? And so, I mean, I, I, I am on board with that. I, I'm, I kind of miss the old way of doing it, but. I, when I go back and I try and read older comics, it gets in the way now. Yeah. You know? Because I'm yeah. more used to that's, newer versions. You know, that's one of those things that like, like it, it, someday when we are comics historians, <laughs> it would be super interesting to go through and discover all the various shorthandings of the times. Sure. Yeah. Of, of those kinds of things. Yeah. Right. Yep, yeah. Star Wars aside, I mean, although we should talk about Star Wars. Okay, so 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 coming back to the medium of comics, though, here's something that I noticed about these two. Well, these two issues and anything in this series is that okay. So there's Kira, right? She's the she's the now the leader of Crimson Dawn, mm-hmm. and in the movie Solo, Kira is played by Amelia Clark, right? These in in these comics and most of the modern Star Wars stuff the the characters in the comics are drawn as though the the penciler and the inker have like reference photos for the actors yeah right and most of the time it doesn't really it's like it's like you can tell but it's kind of okay right in in this specific case with the actress Amelia Clark mm-hmm. i think it works less well for her than it does for Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, those guys. And here's why I think Peter Mayhew, <laughs> Peter Mayhew. Yeah. You, you gotta get the, you gotta get the, uh, the jawline of Chewbacca just right. right otherwise right. it's all fucked up. It doesn't look like um, Chewbacca at all. It doesn't look like, doesn't look like Chewbacca at all. <laughs> <laughs> the hair's all wrong. Amelia Clark as a performer has just, just mechanically speaking, mm-hmm. Her face is so much more physically active. Her eyebrows, nose, yeah. mouth, her everything is so much more in motion in a good way because she's a great actress. Sure. I think she's I think she's amazing. Even if you just watch her in interviews or just talk to whatever, she has she has the perfect actress's face because she's her eyes are huge, her eyebrows are 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 expressive and big, her mouth and nose and all are all very like active and expressive right and when you have that and you have the her face so well drawn like you are a when she takes in the in the thing in the episode or the issue previous to this one mm-hmm. when she takes the hood off and reveals who it is yeah you're like yeah that's amelia clark that's that's kira i know who that is like you right. know, she didn't see anything i knew yeah and then these issues there there's there probably one out of every two face drawings of kira seems to be taken from like a google images reference shot (laughs) and then drawn to it yeah because it feels just slightly like 
perfect and frozen mm-hmm. versus the dynamism of her own of her as an actress, her face. Sure. Yeah. So for me, like because Carrie Fisher, like I said, the other actors in Star Wars have, of course, they're exp- of course they're great actors. Of course they are. Yeah. But their faces, just the mechanics of their faces, are not as sort of, I guess, wildly expressive as sure. as Amelia Clark's. So okay. I, I just that was something for me. The art had this dual thing of like looks great, but occasionally it causes a jarring thing for me because yeah. I see her face and it's like I can almost see the Google image that the artist looked up for her to draw that specific shot. I know it's, this sure. is such a this is such a tiny nitpick, right? But, no, I, but I get I had where to, you're coming from. I kind of had to. I kind of had to to bring it up because for me it was a. And I don't think it even. I don't think it even necessarily ruined. It didn't ruin anything for me. Hmm. All it did was make me think about the the sort of the medium transfer of yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. You know because because the the original stuff for most of these or I should say for many of these characters is film. Right. And then they're trans- transported onto comics. Mm-hmm. And so you have still frames and you can, do, you know, of course you can do different things in different mediums, of course. And so you can, you can do things in comics that you couldn't do in film, but it, it, when, when, when film is the thing that establishes it, you, you have to sort of take the film into account when you're drawing the art, because I, so what I did was I went through and I looked at the characters who had no film reference. Mm whatsoever the administrator alien guy yeah and then there was his like general something or other companion Mm -hmm. that he had kind of hanging out with him yeah and those guys to my knowledge those guys don't have a film reference they are they are born from comics right and their their faces don't cause any sort of anything for me because i like in my brain i have to sort of construct what is the what does the reality look like here you know what i mean yeah and it's actually the same it's actually like i don't have any problem with darth vader or boba fett because those guys are in masks right like it doesn't really bother me too much those guys like for those guys it's actually almost i think comics work actually possible comics work possibly better (laughs) or darth vader or boba fett because you don't there's yeah and there's and it also like you can maybe more realistically have darth vader do amazing physicality stuff Mm -hmm. that like in the films having like this huge bodybuilder guy inside the costume could make you could make him do like you could he could believably lift people up by the like in a chokehold right or whatever Right. right but having him be a nimble sword fighter or, well, nimble is a relative term for Vader, I suppose. But having him, having him be like a sort of convincingly powerful sword fighter, yeah. is easier in comics because you don't have to have an actor fighting a costume while they do the fight choreography too. And so, for me, when I see Darth Vader in comics, I en- I almost enjoy Darth Vader combat mode better yeah. in comics because because an actor doesn't have to fight the costume in order to do the fight scene and that kind of stuff too. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. The costume does look unwieldy Yeah, and, and, and notably, you know, Dave Prowse did not get a lot of movement 
in yeah you know, just in i those. mean not, not even i'm not even calling him out i'm just saying like yeah. that's the reality of the physical of the films yeah. you know what yeah, I, mean? I mean well hayden christensen didn't have a lot of movement in yeah Elizabeth too yeah so, I mean, not calling anybody out either but yeah i just just the restrictions of the medium like you were talking yeah. about yeah yeah and so there's things there's things that it worked for that or mm-hmm. that that for me like <laughs> vader and boba fett work better as action heroes in comics right. than in film but i guess the the reverse for that is the people who have like such such a amelia clark has just like and this is i'm not even talking about her like she's beautiful of course she's beautiful sure but i'm not i'm not even talking about how beautiful it is i'm talking about how mechanically expressive all of the bits of her face are she has yeah she just has the perfect actor's face you know yeah. what i mean yeah 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 absolutely like, any emotion Very she can expressive. give you she can give you any emotion that can read from a mile away yeah right yep. so just yeah no lines necessary you can read yeah. what's going on with her yeah. just with what she looks like and, and the way she holds herself too yeah it's not even just her face there's a lot of physicality there's a she, her, she's her roles. yeah she's she's so I, like amelia clark if you ever hear this podcast episode like i'm, I'm fanboying about you because it's because you're good you know and I, <laughs> i'm gonna tag I her I'm, in this one when i put it on twitter so I guess it's saying the, the the comics that use her likeness don't do her justice, I guess right. is what I'm saying. Right. Well, it's hard to it's hard to translate that into comics. I think. Yeah, it and is. I think especially when you don't I mean, I don't know who I, I don't know Luke Ross, the our artist very well. I know that he hasn't done a whole lot that I recognize. Mm-hmm. Now, he may have done a ton of stuff that I don't recognize, but but if you have a more and again, not trying to call anybody out here, but if you have a more apt artist, then they might be, or more deft artist, I should say, they may be able to capture that. But I don't think this artist does this any justice. I feel like, I feel like, it, like, I almost feel like, I, I almost feel like you're making the, the, the books that are drawn with mm-hmm. like very tight likenesses. Yeah are actually doing they're doing the characters a little bit of a disservice hmm. because because it ties it just ties the viewer too closely to like the actor's real world likeness and presence sure. and doesn't and doesn't let the because one i mean like take take just take spider-man yeah spider-man until spider-man was in a film there, I mean, there were several, of course, there were tons of artists who had done Spider-Man in one way or another, and all of them had their own sort of signature shots and movements and like ways that they interpreted Spider-Man's physicality, but it was all kind of more okay sure. because none of those were in motion in real life. Mm-hmm. So it also, it almost like, it's almost like all the different interpretations of Spider-Man movement, Spider-Man physicality added to the sort of the the rich tapestry of 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 spider-man's of spider-man's sort of physicality right. whereas once you have toby mcguire swinging around in a suit and then the other guys too like now now those those films have the reverse problem because now they have to like make a physical real person sort of embody some particular slice whatever it is of the already established tapestry 
of how Spider-Man moves and how Spider-Man looks and how Spider-Man does what Spider-Man does. Which is whatever a spider can. Whatever it's... Uh, <laughs> man, I'm really, I'm sorry. I'm drawing, I'm drawing us off into this this tangent here, but I like... No, man, this is what we do. This is... That's our, this that's is, our thing. This, this is where we at, bro. Because, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we could do a whole thing on just, like, comics and not in context of the story going on here, mm-hmm. but just in terms of, like, how do comics work for Star Wars? And, and 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 just picking apart like we should totally cantina chat that topic i like it like you know? what what makes a good star wars comic or yeah what and makes a, what makes a star wars comic bad even yeah and and what do you and just like we're t- sort of talking about here like what are the trade-offs you have to make yeah right and there's like there's there's a lot of stuff here to be poked at outside the context of this story going on here too nice yeah i like which, that which, which we should which we should also talk about. We should talk about the story here too yeah. a little bit. Well, let's talk. Oh, oh actually, oh, but I do have yeah. one more comic thing. Sure. <laughs> if if you are Darth Vader mm-hmm. in a Star Wars comic, whether you are the title character or not, <laughs> there is a ninety percent chance that you appear on the last page and have the last or second to last line of the comic. Oh, that's a good point. You know I, thought you were going, like, I thought you were going somewhere else with that, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Right. Like they always give the, Oh, if Darth Vader's around Darth Vader, going to get like the last imposing <laughs> shot He's because both, the these, last word in. both these issues have Darth Vader, like striking a pose of some kind as the last frame. Right. Yeah. You know, the last yeah, the, page, the second issue ends with him showing up at the auction and he's like, no, I will be done. Yeah. Blah, blah. yeah. And then this, this, the last issue, th- issue three, not the last issue, but issue three ends with him threatening Han Solo's cor- carbonite, you know, frozen corpse. Yeah. Yeah. Cor- not corpse, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The frozen body of Han Solo. Yeah. Right. Right. You're <laughs> absolutely right. I thought you were going to go with if you, if, if you are Darth Vader and you're in a comic, the emperor is trying to kill you because. <laughs> It, it seems like that is the motif between between Empire and Jedi. The Emperor tried to murder Darth Vader ninety six thousand so, times, so many times. Every <laughs> fucking time he turns around, Can you imagine working for a guy like that, where every time you turned around, he'd be like, "Hey, I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> you know, like, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, it's like the Dread Pirate Roberts. You know, good night, Wesley. <laughs> Sleep well. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Vader. Sleep well. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. Can you, can you imagine? Like, <laughs> there's, there's, there's like a, there's like a buddy, there's like a buddies movie in here somewhere of, oh, no. of Darth Sidious and Darth Vader, like, <laughs> <laughs> like they have, they have, they have bunk, they have bunk beds on Coruscant, you know, and they, and Darth, Darth, Darth Vader has to, <laughs> he has to like, he has to like put his helmet on a little hanger somewhere in the room right and he has to like he has darth darth vader of course darth vader has like a mega retainer thing he has to put on (laughs) at night (laughs) i keep those teeth straight right yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, and and palpatine has like palpatine has like murder pjs somehow like just like <laughs> like he's got pajamas but they're like grisly scenes of murder on them somehow palpatine wears a wears one of the uh the cpap machines 
right. That's you right. got a CPAP yeah. machine, but it's one of those CPAP machines that has like an annoying whistle to it. Yeah. You know? So Vader can't get to sleep. <laughs> he can't like, get to sleep. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh no, dude! I think I found. We think. I think we found our movie. I think. I think, I think we found a sitcom here. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Two's company. Two's company. <laughs> oh, twin sons. Oh, twin sons. It. It's perfect. Ah, uh, see, we're good. <laughs> Holy shit! That's great. The the Sith couple. <laughs> this is gonna be the next goddamn Cheers right here. Because because like you got. I mean, I kind of. I I would imagine. Palpatine is the one who's a little messier, and Vader is the one who's a little more like, yeah, he's gotta like clean up the things or whatever. And like, Palpatine is having the the card nights, and Vader is like <laughs> making the snacks for them, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So Vader is which one was that? Felix was the was the clean guy? No, Felix think, was the sloppy one, right? I think Oscar Wait. was the sloppy one. No, you're right. Oscar was the sloppy one. And Felix so, was the neat guy. Yeah, so yeah. Vader, Vader is the Felix. Yeah. Palpatine <laughs> is the Oscar. <laughs> this is couple now playing on Broadway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody call him Neil Simon. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, oh, too soon? <laughs> Wait, he's dead, right? Is Neil Simon dead? He's got to be dead, right? Hey. I imagine he's it. Neil Simon. Neil Simon. If you're not dead, we apologize. Yeah. No, yeah. No kidding. But you're probably dead. So it's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna look him up here. Yeah, it says was. Wikipedia says was. I mean, yeah, dead. that's that guy's oh, he, dead. Oh shit! He just died. 2018, like three really? years ago. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. What is wrong with us? God. I don't know. Something's wrong with us. Something's wrong with us, <laughs> I don't, or something's right with us because we just came up with quite possibly yeah. the greatest sitcom ever to hit Disney, <laughs> Disney Plus, man. So, who do, who do who do we call to submit that to to them? Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, or Kathy. Got an idea or for you. We could also we could also pitch this to John Favreau because he's good with oh, comedy. Yeah, that's true. Elf, right. That's he could do oh. that. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm gonna pitch John Favreau hard when we when we do when I put this out on Twitter, I'm gonna pitch him hard on this. Yeah, right, John this, John Favreau, listen to this because we've this got a is great, great. Idea. We we've done something good here because we started with two Star Wars comics issues, <laughs> and we wound up at the Sith couple starring starring Palpatine and Vader yeah. as like you know Oscar and Felix <laughs> of the odd couple doing their thing. It's really a logical progression. Yeah. For their for their relationship, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it only makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay, so so back onto the rails. Onto the rails. Uh, back back to the rails. What did you think of the idea that Kira would be willing to sell her ex love Han Solo? I could not. What I what I didn't remember about all that stuff was at the end of Solo. What was this what was their status in ter- in terms of their feelings for one another I don't right know. like what was her what was her fun like because they were apart it. they were apart right they're in the movie solo mm-hmm. they got separated at first and then they got to they came back together after a couple of years or whatever right right yeah yep and and in that time she was with crimson dawn and she got kind of she messed around with like all kinds of cd stuff you know, right, right, and so she she rose to a high place there. Like, but what I don't remember is like 
do they leave it ambiguous at the end of Solo, like how as to how Kira might still feel about Han Solo? Well, she helps him get away from Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she helps him get away from Crimson Dawn. What happened in the interim between then and now that she's all of a sudden willing to like, oh, we've got this frozen did, corpse. Let's sell like, it off. See, part of me is like, did she have a? Does she have some other? Yeah, but I mean, like, if she had some other plan, this is not the way to go about saving your ex. <laughs> right. Is selling him off to whoever? That's not the way to do it. I don't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like anyway. Maybe we're to understand that she got really corrupted by her time with Crimson Dawn. Yeah. And so much so that she's willing to, you know, sell Han Solo to go fuck himself. Right. And, you know, we're going to sell you to the highest bidder. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Cause I kept thinking about that because I was like, she's standing right in front of her. Like, even if they're not together now, it's still a person that she had, you know, a history with. You know what I mean? Significant history, too. Yeah. Right. I mean, that was like yeah. the whole, that was the impetus for that. That was the movie. whole film. Yeah. yeah. That's a good question. My question is, yeah. again, a nitpicky thing. What? Why didn't the administrator guy just outbid Jabba? You Jabba think he would be Jabba, able to, right? Y- yeah, and like when when Vader shows up, he's like, "I will tell the Emperor of your malfeasance or whatever." You know what I mean? Right. I was like, so clearly this guy has like death hanging over his head <laughs> yeah. if he doesn't walk away with Han Solo, right? So why does he let Jabba win the? the bidding war it's an interesting question because if he's with the empire they've got plenty of money right i mean yeah. look at all those starships and and There's they can just and and also they can just as easily i mean vader makes the point too. he's like any deal can be altered which you know i mean which basically means i'll just take what i want who cares right fuck you yeah so i don't, I don't understand this this guy this administrator guy mm-hmm. clearly is not competent to be in that job Probably because deserves whatever he's going to get. He deserves whatever <laughs> skin boiling treatment he'll get from Palpatine. Right. It's an interesting point. Why is Boba Fett negotiating with the heroes? Why is he negotiating with the rebels? Like he's like, hey, we're going to do this together or whatever, right? That yeah. Point. What's the point of that? I don't understand. Boba Fett, Boba Fett doesn't, I mean, I don't understand his motives, I guess. Like if Boba Fett just wants, he wants the, he wants Han back to sell him or get his bounty for him from Jabba. Yeah. Right? But that ship sails if Jabba's already won. If Jabba you know, has the thing, yeah. Isn't isn't Boba Fett kind of unlocked from the job then? That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If I was Boba Fett watching that whole scene go down, yeah. I'd be like, "Hey, great. My job is now done. Sure. I can stop doing all this shit that I've been doing." Yeah. <laughs> move on because and take because, another you know bounty because or because i guess if you're if you are so slavishly like devoted to i must fulfill the thing then as soon as you see job a bid a million dollars you should think to yourself my next thing is i need to steal this thing from java in order that i might give it to java <laughs> and fulfill my contract right yeah. because yeah. because if you're if, if that's if you have no other thing but to meet the letter of the thing that's your only logical next step when you see Jabba bet a million bucks is that yeah. you should be like, okay, well now I'll steal him from Jabba and give him to Jabba and we'll be right. square. Do you find that to be a compelling character trait where, where he's just like you, like you said, slavishly, you know, to the letter of the law or the letter of the contract, you know, he's got to do exactly what he said he was going to do. You know what I mean? 
It's an interesting question because, because there, there's one level of it where you're like, I kind of get it because you're not party to the empire. You're not party to the rebellion. You're just doing you. Yeah. And you, in that case, you are your reputation. And if your reputation is Boba Fett always gets his man or creature, right. right then, then maybe that's, maybe that's sort of you just being a good professional at that point. Right. <laughs> like, you know, but the larger thing too, is like, I guess what, what else is Boba Fett's motivation in life? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's, he's really good at bounty hunting, but yeah. does he have like friends that he goes and plays cards with? <laughs> does he have like a girlfriend somewhere or whatever? Does he have like, why? Like, does he have a bar where everybody knows his name? <laughs> <laughs> Making your way in the world today. <laughs> and song's over, you know, and everyone, everyone yeah, yeah. in the bar is dead. Yeah. Then they can do they could do like an action sequence like the beginning of the movie, you know, beginning of the show, you know. Freeze frame and they put his name up. You know, Boba Fett. Hmm. <laughs> Boba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he waltz. Hey, Normie. <laughs> instead, instead of Cliff, he he replaces Cliff, right? Boba he replaces Fett Cliff, Cliff, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, the Empire, uh, <laughs> the extent of the Galactic Empire never reached the Outer Rim. So, uh, <laughs> eh, you know, I can't do it. I wish I could do a better. It's uh, pretty good. That's pretty good. I need to work on that one. Yeah, but, uh, that's pretty good, though. I think you got like, the cadence down. At least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got to yeah. work on the, the tone and stuff. But the, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, OK, so there's here's our second. Here's our second thing. Then we just got it. We Pitch have number because two. we have the Sith couple. Right. And now we have. Cheers, only, only, and cheers. But the only difference is Cliff is Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that would be that'd be great too because it's not it's not in space. Right, it's just on Earth in Boston, <laughs> and Boba Fett is Cliff at this point. So, so like, so like his his Mandalorian garb just has like Postal Service stickers on it and stuff too. You know. <laughs> That's fucking perfect. That is perfect. I love it. And so he's then so so half the day he's walking around Boston like sign here, you know, for like (laughs) (laughs) Boba Fett always delivers the package, you know. (laughs) It's no good to me, damage. Well, he's sending stuff back with it. He's like, I'm not delivering this like this. I'm not delivering this like this. <laughs> Boba Fett intergalactic postal worker. <laughs> That's what he is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Kind of is. Shit. We came up with Earth. Earth, Earth is just his last stop on the route. Right. Right. Yeah. And he stops at Cheers to get some beers. When we parked Slave One, you know, he had a couple parks, beers. Yeah. <laughs> Goes to get a <laughs> double parks, right? Because it's Boston. He double right? parks. <laughs> <laughs> Before he heads home for the night, you know. <laughs> and he, yeah, he just yeah. and and at the end of the night, he just like, you know, slave one gets like booted or whatever. And he just yeah. blasts the boot off the thing <laughs> and flies away, you know. <laughs> or he catches a cop trying to, you know, giving him a ticket, and he comes out and he like burns the ticket with his like you know, flamethrower, <laughs> his flamethrower thing. You know? <laughs> Perfect. This is great. Perfect. We should I, well, okay. 
get let's get on the horn with Kathleen Kennedy. I think we've got it. I think you're right. I think, I think we've just right. about I think we've just about done what we needed to do here. <laughs> <laughs> making making our our cinematic universe is what we're doing. <laughs> no, our television universe is our not cinematic. That was a television. Television universe, yeah. yeah. We're putting it all together. <laughs> it's all coming together, Rich. It's all coming it's together. It's all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> So okay, so as as a as a middle part of the story, right? I mean, this is kind of pretty good. It sets up some stuff that they're going to have to pay off, but yeah, it's missing a few parts. That I kept thinking to myself, when is the war going to start? Right, there's no war. It's just no war. Bounty hunters (laughs) watching each other. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, and like occasionally killing one another, right? Because Boba Fett. He that that Trandoshan guy who who oh, Bosk he he cuts yeah. his legs off or something he cuts his he legs off like, yeah. and then he and then he does the thing where the guy he's like the guy's like are you gonna kill me and he's like no I'm gonna use you to send a message but then he straps into an ice <laughs> thing and the guy's like I'm gonna die out here and he's like yep that's the message <laughs> yeah that's the message <laughs> so you're like well okay that's kind of semantics Boba Fett because I think you just killed that guy <laughs> I mean you're making you are. <laughs> sending a message and killing him i mean it's it like be two things like, you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you tied him to the tracks and the train's gonna run over him even if you're not driving the train i think you killed him you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not it's not it's not the uh it's not batman begins Rachel ghoul death scene right we're bad yeah. it's like i'm not going to kill you but i don't have to save you right that's not it this isn't what we i think that's what they were going for too but that's not it this is this mm. is, you still killed them you still killed you them, you, know? you definitely killed that guy yeah <laughs> that dude is dead and it is on you boba fett i don't think he cares either you know <laughs> different question i had is yeah. what what possesses kira to think she can take on darth vader yeah do you believe that she was able to do that i mean like i mean well she i mean she didn't so yeah that's, there's, that's true that's i mean because, and see, the, the, because i i was like i was like hey why would you think you could right but also what why would anyone who can't use the force think they stand a chance against someone who can like if you can't use the force and you're about to fight somebody who can use the force <laughs> What what chance do you have? Very little. Very little. Like, why? Like, if yeah. you can use if you can use the force, you don't even need a lightsaber. Yeah. Against somebody who can't use the force. Yeah. Because you can just yank the lightsabers out of that guy's hand or the the, yeah. the zap sticks or whatever she has. Or you could or you could just you know crush the thing in their hands. You yeah. Know? Yeah. They're hobbled. Like, you know. Yeah. Why? Why would? Why? Like, as soon as Darth Vader tosses you away with the force. Yeah. You know, you should be like, okay, I get it. I can't I've beat you. I've miscalculated. I've miscalculated this. Uh, I, I concede. I concede this fight. Yeah, you are the better battler in this case. You win. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that's a good point. And because she was trained by Darth Maul. Yeah. And Darth Maul told her who Vader was. Yeah. Because 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 she goes. I know you and your master. Right. Yeah. Right. So she knows that he's Anakin and that Obi-Wan was his master because Darth Maul knew or Darth Maul knew Obi-Wan. And if, if there's any Jedi that, that Darth Maul knows how to fight, it's 
Obi-Wan Kenobi, or at least yeah. has experience fighting, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. So my thing is, I think Kira knows who Vader is. See, I took that differently. I took that, I as, take that? I took that as, I know you, I know Darth Vader, and I know your master, I know Sidious. Because Maul, because of Maul's relationship with Sidious. Okay, so Darth Vader says, you have training. I recognize the lineage of your instruction. Do you, Lord Vader? Uh, and Vader says, who, who trained you? Who was your master? And she says, someone who knew quite a bit about you, Lord Vader, and your master as well. Oh, I guess, oh no, you're, I guess you're right. That totally could be Maul and means Sidious there. Yeah, okay. But uh, the way you said but that, even... a quite a bit about you, Lord Vader, could also mean that he knows that he's Anakin. I mean, and, and the, the quite a bit is like bold italics. Right. right. Yeah. So, so I, I, maybe it's, maybe it's a melding of the two. Yeah. Maybe it's both. Maybe she knows who both his masters were. Yeah. But is, is it established that Maul knows that Anakin is, is Vader? Where are we now? We're post Clone Wars. We're post episode three. Empire Strikes Back. This is between Empire and Jedi. So, yeah, actually, actually, but so your point makes more sense than mine. Because, because, because you don't have to know anything about Anakin, and yet you can still know that he is Sidious's uh, apprentice, and Darth Maul knows about both Obi Wan and Sidious because he was okay. Sidious's apprentice. Right. So, I actually think I actually think it makes more sense to think of it in terms of in terms of I think it makes more sense to think of it in terms of she is saying the person who trained me also was trained by yeah but i mean if if there is a way that maul knows who anakin or who vader really is then it could be it could be it could be that way too yeah i I don't know if i don't know if he ever does find that out because right. he's kind of long gone, or he's at least you know recovering and you know going into his Crimson Dawn stuff while, you know, Anakin's being groomed. Yeah, but I mean, I suppose it's entirely possible he found out. It's not like it's hard to find out. People found that crap out left and right yeah. in that in that 2017 yeah. Vader series. It was always popping up. He was his identity was revealed more often than Peter Parker's identity gets revealed, and that's yeah, constant. I know it's all the time. <laughs> requires the universe altering to fix yeah speaking of which uh, that trailer for yeah holy crap that looks there's there's that (laughs) the only other thing that i noted in this whole business here was this guy who is the administrator guy Mm -hmm. he is a force guy too yeah and i don't know what the deal i don't know what the deal is there i think he's secretly learning the ways of the force oh is he I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know why I got that feeling. It just seemed interesting that way because he kind of like hides it away from other people when he's when he's talking to the other like the vizier where he's like, yeah, no, you're going to do it this way or whatever. And then, yeah. And it's like, oh, OK, so I don't think Palpatine knows. But how would Palpatine not know? He knows. He knows everything, fucking everything. Right? Yeah. He's got his fingers in the force. Hey-ho. Yeah. Right. So like. It's it's a good it's kind of an overall it's a good overall question about Palpatine's plans for force users in the galaxy. Yeah. 
right? Because clearly he's he seems to be okay with other people using the force mm-hmm. because aside from him and Vader, he, he and Vader can are the only two Sith. Right. But he's okay with other people using the force, it seems, because you have the Inquisitor people. Yep. And you have I, I guess it's not canon anymore, but you had the hand the Emperor's hand stuff from oh, yeah. from the Thrawn yeah. books and stuff like that. Marge. So you yeah, Marge. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Yeah. Um so so you like it's there, but how like you'd think that Palpatine want to have a tight reign on force people out there in the universe. Yeah, you would think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. So because I, somebody so gets either, too powerful, then he's gonna it's gonna be harder to control, right? Yeah. yeah, a threat. So so either Palpatine knows and is just using people who have something of a gift for the force in other ways, mm-hmm. or this guy is sort of figuring out somehow that he has some some part of it and is kind of learning on the fly somehow about hmm. the force. Maybe he's learning it from like an old book, you know, yeah. like uh, like Daniel learned karate in the in the beginning of the Karate Kid. He's learning from a book. Mm. This is mm. this is the beginning of the Karate Kid for that character, for that, <laughs> uh, that that guy, that administrator. <laughs> yeah, but so okay, but that That's anyway, we we from my side, we have exhausted what I sort of noted about this stuff. Yeah, same here. I've I've okay. pretty much come to the conclusion of my notes. You know, for the last few episodes, we haven't been doing the coin flip thing uh, because we were just doing the sequel. We because right? we've been kind of on a on a rail on rails there. Yeah, right. So I think we should go back to our coin flip. Yeah, right. And I think I think one of the things we should put up for consideration is your suggestion of um, what makes a good Star Wars comic or what makes a Star Wars comic bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or something along those lines. Yeah, okay, sweet. Okay. And then maybe we could do, I don't know. What else? Do you have any any other? Something else. <laughs> we could always different do. Different thing. When we, can... we could always we could always come back and catch up. High Republic. Sure. Yeah, right? okay, sure. Yeah. More comics okay. or discussions of comics overall. Yeah, because we just, we just kind of, we just stopped inside films for like three straight episodes there. So let's, uh, right. Or five, I guess, cutting the yep, canteen the jets. Yep. I mean, I'm okay sticking with comics for a bit here too. Sure. So okay, so we've got cantina chat discussion. That's heads. Okay. Continue with light of the Jedi or High Republic. Yep. Is tails slash Darth Vader. I like it. And now we let the Force decide. Do it, Force. Decide. Do it, Force. Cantina chitty cantina chat. Cantina chat. Nice. I like it. Perfect. Thanks. Is that JFK on the front of that coin? Yeah, it's a half dollar. That's a half dollar. Okay. So yeah. 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 JFK. Hey. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Jack. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Jackie boy. <laughs> Jackie boy. All right. <laughs> cool. So that's what we'll do. So that's it. Time. That's what we'll do next. All right. Well, Jeff's of the multiverse. Uh, by the way, did you, uh, did you know that I can? Well, we you did know. I t- I looked at our stats. We have people in Texas and stuff like that. But we have people in Arizona. So Jeff's from all over the United States. Jeff's from all over. And from all over the, the, the world, too, because we've got some people in the Philippines and some people in India that listen to us and right. some folks in Canada, even all the and, way up there. In and Canada. some Canucks. Canucks. America's hat. Or <laughs> or 
America is Canada's ass, <laughs> which honestly seems more more I likely mean... at this point. So, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> There's we could go out of directions with that, but let's just yeah. leave it at that. We'll, we'll, just, leave uh, that. we'll just leave it there. <laughs> All right. So then that's that, and we will see folks next time when we discuss what what makes wither wither comics in the star wars <laughs> how shakespearean how shakespearean thanks for listening to great disturbances if you enjoyed our show please leave us a review on itunes podbean or any of your favorite podcast apps you can find us on facebook by searching for at great disturbances and on twitter at g disturbances See you later.